Bel- Belichick's lost a, lost a step to I'm me. I'm not going to do I, this. I'm not going to do this. This is Annex Squared. Yes, that's right. It is Annex Squared. What is up? Welcome to episode 16. It is Tuesday morning, which is always crazy. December 20th, 2022. Always crazy talking about the National Football League and picking the following weekend on a Tuesday. My name is Jason Annex, joined by my identical twin brother, Bad Annex, they used to call him back in the day. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, I can hear the 5-0 and in your voice. I've been doing the contest of some kind, either Circa or Westgate Super Contest in Vegas for almost 10 years. I think I've had three total 5-0s, and one 5-0 and on Annex Squared. They are rare. There's nothing like popping a 5-0 and in this league when you're picking five games against the spread, especially doing it on a Tuesday. Puff out your chest. Congrats on the 5-0. and First week, we actually simulcast on the Anakin Florian podcast, podcast website as well, and you bang a 5-0. and So we're going to get you a range extender so your camera doesn't freeze when you so actively move. Um, but I will say, in terms of the 5-0, and you would say more than anyone, better to be lucky than good. And 5-0, and there's so much luck involved in getting there. Um, but certainly, I can't wait to talk about how I got there and, and, and where we're at. But as you've said ad nauseum, when you had your 5-0, and that 1-4 and is creeping around the corner. As I'm looking at the slate, when you have to pick five games every week, uh, that 1-4 and can come at you. Um, well, and ultimately, this exercise at its core is the most fun thing that I do during the week. Now, I just taped the Anakin Florian podcast, and we spent a lot of time talking about mixed martial arts, judging and scoring, and a lot of minutiae and learning and research. And yes, I have passion there, and a lot of that was fun. Not nearly as fun as opening up the sports book and trying to come up with five games to bet against the spread. So to me, this is my favorite exercise. Now, I don't know, man. Like, if we don't cash this year in the contest, I might save my money and actually not do the contest next year. But I will be betting on the NFL weekly for the rest of my life. I have three straight wagers already down, and I'm very excited to do this exercise with you today. Sorry about my Wi-Fi. All good. Your voice sounds crisp and clear. So we're going to quickly get into week 15, the results. And for those of you joining us for the first time or the second time, um, each week we pick five games against the spread in the NFL and we go against each other head to head. Ultimate goal being to submit our five that we submit jointly to the Circa 4 Pro Football Contest. So going into last week, heading into week 15, we were tied. John 33 and 37. I was 32, 36 and 2. Uh, week 15, I went 5 and 0. You went 2 and 3. So that happened quick. That's a three-game lead. I'll quickly get into my 5 and 0. As, as I said, better to be lucky than good. Um, the Thursday night game, 49ers minus 3.5 at the Seahawks. Um, always good when you get that Thursday night game in the books. Uh, that was an easy cover. Uh, my second game, Falcons plus 4.5 at Saints. That was one where I, where I really felt lucky. Uh, I don't have it with me, but a Saints fan tweeted at me, like, you got a rookie quarterback going against that Saints defense. Good luck. And I read that tweet, and I'm like, yeah, like you're right. I think I'm on the wrong side, but that one came in. Uh, Lions pick him at the Jets. I like. I said to you last week I, about Mike White getting drilled, like because he was saying he was going to play, and they weren't even saying that his ribs were fractured. Well, yeah, like of course he has multiple fractured ribs, and so Zach Wilson. That was certainly a treat for those of us that were on the Lions, but the Jets were right there and certainly had a chance to win that football game. A little bit of luck there too. Bengals minus three and a half at Buccaneers. They're down seventeen nothing. Um, but the wheels certainly fell out for the Buccaneers. And then the final one, Chargers minus two and a half. Um, that line ended up closing at three and a half. I got a two and a half on Tuesday, um, three and a half on Sunday. That's a dump. So that's my five and oh, 
Talk us through your two and three real quick, if you wouldn't mind. So the winners, Dolphins plus seven and a half at the Bills, a football game they could have won. Instead, it's three straight losses for Miami, but we got the key number when we taped Dana squared seven and a half, and we got that home regardless. Broncos minus two and a half against the Arizona Cardinals, and I said I liked it even more if Russell Wilson didn't play. That Arizona outfit is a disaster. That was probably the easiest bet I made all season. Vikings minus four and a half against the Colts. I was not scared off by the big number. That ends up being a loss. Of course, as many of you know, the Vikings wake up and complete the greatest comeback, at least statistically speaking, in NFL history. Ravens plus three against the Browns, probably my worst play of the week. And then the Patriots minus one against the Raiders. I feel like I handicapped New England very well and call it whatever you want. I mean, certainly the game ended with the dumbest play in NFL history, preceded by a call that I think was one of the poorer calls I've seen in some time. Certainly it didn't appear that they had a great camera angle, but that's as much of a foot as I've seen on a white line for a play that ends up getting scored and upheld as a touchdown as I have ever seen, but that's neither here nor there. Did feel pretty good about the Patriots there. So, you know, hitting the board, uh, I, I don't know. I feel okay with the two and three, and ultimately we're over 500 in the contest. And uh, just a crazy, crazy, crazy week in the NFL. And as a Patriots fan, obviously for the last 48 hours, I've had to uh, just mute all of the noise because I don't want to see that play anymore. And we'll get into that game in a second. Uh, so our five head-to-head, five and zero oh versus two and three. So heading into week sixteen, uh, I'm now thirty-seven, thirty-six and two, creep over five hundred. You are thirty-five and forty. That looks bad on paper. So that's a three-game lead. Um, we haven't talked about the postseason, but correct me if I'm wrong. We got three weeks left, so three games up with fifteen to play. If I'm not mistaken, this goes through the Super Bowl, and our final episode would be a Super Bowl preview with prediction. And at that point in time it stands to reason that it's not going to come down to one game. So the Super Bowl preview episode would be the episode on which I pay off the bet and drink my five shots of Casamigos or whatever tequila I'm pouring down my throat. Still time, obviously, for me to close the gap, and it extends through the playoffs. So you know how this league goes. I like it. So in the Circa 4 Pro Football Contest, the five we submitted, we'll just go over real quick. We were three and two there. So heading into week 15 in the Super Contest, third, I can't stop calling it Super Contest. We were 35, 32, and three. We are now 38, 34, and three. So four games over 500. Three and two last week, the three hits. You get a lot of credit here. Dolphins plus seven at the Bills. Uh, I I think I think a great chance to win the game. Uh, I can't get enough of Mike McDaniel. I think he certainly outcoached his counterpart. Um, and then the Lions, second pick, pick him at the Jets. Gotta like that game, even though that was close. Broncos minus two and a half versus Cardinals. And last week, when you talked about with Russell Wilson, you liked it better without. It'd be interesting this week. I I kind of like them this week, and I think he's going to play. And that sort of took me off of them. Um, we got to get into we got to get into the Patriots because that did make it into our five. So the Patriots a pick them at the Raiders, and I have to say, I mean, even I understand the call in the end zone. I understand the greatest, or I understand that fluke play at the end of the game. But it's like the Patriots still are one of those teams at this stage is just find ways to lose games. I understand they beat the Cardinals Monday night the week before, but it's like they just was a special teams touchdown. They're just not solid they give up a lot of pen they have a lot of penalties they give up a lot of bullshit plays um so anyway not an outfit that i'm looking to play my money on this season you can be sure you talk about head coach quarterback and i don't look at bill belichick i don't put him on that pedestal anymore and mac jones uh simple throws uh he had john smith in the end zone open one time just missed him so what exactly anyway. is your point that they shouldn't have been in our five yeah all right cool Panthers minus two and a half was also in there. I shouldn't have been in any great rush to 
fade Mitch Trubisky. As soon as I found out Kenny Pickett wasn't playing, I decided that I wanted to have a Panthers ticket. So I would sit here and be far more critical of that ticket than Patriots in a pick'em, right? I mean, should we talk about the Las Vegas Raiders and that particular outfit that absolutely should have lost that game last week? Now, I might actually come back for the, with the Raiders this week, right? Because this crazy momentum that they now have, I think they're actually going to keep it going. And I like the fact that they're getting points. But, like, dude, this was a Raiders fade and a Josh McDaniels fade as much as it was a play on the Patriots. I get you. All right. Well, so 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 anyway, three and two, that's it on the contest. So quickly before we get into week 16, just a couple things I want to get into from week 15. I literally feel like I saw three things this week that I had never seen before. And we'll start with that Patriots finish. And I think anyone watching this, unless they're UFC fans who don't know much about the NFL, but anyone who has seen that play. So the Patriots at the very end of regulation against the Raiders on the road, the game is tied. They run a draw play to Ramondre Stevenson. And I think what sort of happened is because the Raiders are playing such a soft defense, he sort of got his appetite got wet a little bit. It almost looked like maybe there was a chance to do something. You know what I mean? And that's where he got off script. I really think because there was a lot of open field, he was like, we might be able to do something here. And then in that moment, laterals it back to Jacoby Myers and, um, you know, and, and, and then they sort of run this sort of Stanford. Uh, I heard Mike, Mike Pereira talk about this Stanford sort of like, you know, this, this band, this Stanford band play drill where they're just throwing up all over themselves. Jacoby Myers throws the ball to the middle of the football field. Your boy Chandler Jones picks it off and they run it back and they win the football game there. I've never seen anything like that in the moment. I, for me, my rub is that the Patriots to me this season, it doesn't feel like anything's at stake ever. So it didn't get me in the moment like it might have gotten to you. I found it. I was laughing in the moment. The next day I was like, man, it'd really be nice to, to be eight and six with Cincinnati coming in town. You know, that's what got me. But what are the stakes? They're not playing for anything. Any thoughts on that end of that game or anything that happened? Well, first of all, if any franchise deserved to get one back on another in the NFL, I'm sure <laughs> other fan bases would have their own arguments. But certainly, as someone who attended the tuck rule game and left when Tom Brady fumbled the football, then it's reversed. They wouldn't even let me back into the stadium. But the Raiders deserve to get one back. Now, certainly this pales in comparison to that because that Oakland Raiders team looked like Stakes. they were going to go on and maybe win the Super Bowl, right? So, yes, I guess this didn't hit me in totality as hard because I didn't have any great expectations for the New England Patriots. But despite the fact that maybe 30% of the roster is going to turn over next year, I want this team to make the playoffs. I'd at least like them to play for a playoff spot in Week 18 yes. in the final game. And now that's probably not going to be a reality. So I'm disappointed that they're probably not going to make the playoffs or at least have a chance to play for that spot in the final week. But that's all that you lose. That's all that you lose. It just yeah. happened to be the dumbest play in NFL history, and it stands to reason that they could have lost the game in overtime as well. So the second thing I want to talk about from week 15, and when this play happened, I literally said out loud, um, that might be like the best play I've ever seen. So it's Titans-Chargers. Did you see the interception right before the end of the half by the Chargers? So Roger McCreary, the ball's sort of going out of bounds. He jumps in the air, grabs the ball out of bounds, tips it back to his teammate, um, Joshua Kalu, who picks it off. He gets both feet down in the end zone. Um, and the score was 7-7 at the time. There's an unbelievable play. I don't know if you saw it or not. There was a little discrepancy about, oh, was it, a, was it a forward pass almost? You know, he elevates in the air and catches it. But to me, I've never seen a play like that. Unbelievable individual effort. A lot of this game is mental, man, and being locked in to be able to make a mental play like that in that spot at the end of the half and not just necessarily deflect it. That was an unbelievable play. Um, 
And the final, you got nothing on that, I assume. Well, you asked me if I saw it, and then you just rambled through the whole thing. So, yes, I would have to live in a rabbit hole to have not seen it. Week 15 was absolutely crazy just in terms of what this league offers on a week-to-week basis. I do agree with you, though. At one point, I'm thinking, is that actually legal to essentially pass the ball to your teammate in the end zone like that? But an incredible individual play, and I absolutely think you're so spot on. And there's a parallel, an undeniable one to fighting when it comes to just fighting on instinct, right? Like, you have to just be instinctually in that moment to make a play like that, to be so locked in. And the best fighters in the world really are able to make adjustments, but to fight on instinct and just be just so collected and and mentally forged in that moment. So, uh, yeah, an incredible play and uh, a week that we will not soon forget in the NFL, although I'll admit that I didn't want to relive that Patriots play as much as I had to on these podcasts all day today. So glad we can move on. Yeah, well, and and in terms of your head being buried, sometimes with your UFC schedule, for example, last weekend, Russell Wilson's concussion didn't come across your wake. So fair. Um, you know, and the final thing I just want to bring up was obviously the the greatest comeback or the biggest comeback in NFL history. So I'm driving to our little brother Dave's house, right? Little play date at my house. Yeah, there's a third brother here, so I'm driving to Dave's house, right? To to yeah, to watch this game and get out of my house for a little bit. Very disappointed that there's not not much of a game to watch. So it's 33, nothing. And so I get in the car on Sirius XM radio and I can choose which broadcast I want to listen to Colts or Vikings. So I get right on and it's the Colts broadcast. I'm like, no, no, no. I got to hear the Vikings broadcast down 33, nothing. So I tweeted about this, but so they go to the half and the guy's like, um, and this is Vikings football. You know, like he asked it as a question instead of like, this is Vikings football on WMN, right? He's like, and this is Vikings football, right? So he goes that. So I'm laughing, right? Down 33, nothing. Then they come back from break. It's another guy doing like the sports update. And he's like, all right, Vikings down 33, rip, you know? Huh. And I'm dying, right? I've never heard that term before, 33, rip. Right? I, I could actually incorporate that into my vernacular. That's golden. Three I hear rip. You. Well, you got to make sure Dana likes it. You know, it's her day, right? right? Yeah. The hook. Um but anyway, so so I thought so that was hysterical. And then obviously watching that game. But I had to say, right? And you see different people go back and forth on Twitter. But I loved how Ke- how Kevin O'Connell kept kicking the extra fucking point. Excuse my language, right? Keep kicking the extra point. You're down 33 nothing. Keep kicking the extra point. You don't have to go for two. And I saw certain people, I'm not going to name names on Twitter, calling for him to go for two earlier on. It's like, no, no, just get your points. Don't go for two until you have to. It's kind of nice to see Mike Vrabel at the end of the game against the San Diego, uh, LA Chargers. You see him kick the extra point. You see him struggle with it. They end up losing the game, but he, he almost wanted to go for two at the end of the game. That's one situation. I don't really mind it. Even Josh McDaniels. I know that game ended in a victory for his team, but I'm thinking McDaniels go for two here, get a victory over Belichick. So anyway, I was glad to see him go for one there. What a weekend in the NFL before we move to 16, anything else from you well we're 38 34 and 3 in the circa 4 pro football contest and that's not good enough so we'll see how it goes over these final few weeks but uh still hoping to pop a 5 and 0 or maybe a 4 and 1 and uh and at least have some good feelings and actually give me reason to consider submitting an entry in 2023 heard all right well i think i'm going to start us out uh, so just to recap, each week we pick five games against each other. Our goal for the pro football contest is to agree on a five and submit them and hopefully go four and one, five and oh next week. My first selection against you, week 16, head to head. Hmm, which one do I want to give first? I'm going to go with the Browns, 
minus three hosting the Saints Saturday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. So I really think in the AFC nine and eight gets that seven seed. And therefore a lot of teams have a lot to play for here. Um, so this is the last home game for Deshaun and company before they go at commanders at Jaguars to me, two kind of winnable games to finish out the string. Um, I wouldn't want to face this team with Deshaun rounding into form. Let's say I'm the Bills, the Bengals, Chiefs, whichever team doesn't get that by. Not necessarily a team I want to come in with. Good defense, good running game. I think they could be dangerous. I'd much rather have that New England outfit coming to town with Snack Jones. Um, Saints only a game back in the division. I just think they get beat outdoors here. Some weather in some of these spots. It's about 16 degrees in Cleveland. I don't think that New Orleans team is going to like that much. My first selection, Browns minus three. Week 16. Well, and you buried the lead a little bit, right? Obviously, the frigid temperatures, but the wind could be north of 40 miles per hour. You might not be able to kick. You might not be able to throw the ball. Both teams can run the ball. Taysom Hill figures to have a field day potentially against that Cleveland rushing defense. But weather is going to be a factor there, and that's why that game will not hmm. at all be a part of my handicap. Interesting. All right. First selection for me, and again, I'm getting a key number here. Shop your price because these lines have moved all over the place. We are taping this on Tuesday, middle of the day, and I have seen major line movement, major line movement on several games. I'm going to take the New York Giants catching three and a half, relatively short week after the primetime game on Sunday night against the Commanders. Back-to-back -back road games for the Giants, but I don't care. I think they're better than Minnesota in a lot of respects. Giants plus three and a half at the Minnesota Vikings. It is amazing to look at what Kevin O'Connell has done with this team in Minnesota during the regular season. But the record just seems fraudulent to me, and the New York Giants essentially need to win out. So I'm going to take the New York Giants through the key number. It's plus three, even money in some spots right now, but I, I do believe that, that you can get that three and a half and you should hold out for it. I think it's going to be a field goal game, and I think the New York Giants defense is going to be heard from here, even if the offense isn't. Giants plus three and a half at Minnesota for me in week 16. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be on that side. I doubt it. I like, I, hey, I'm, we're looking for you to play games in which I like the other side, most certainly. My second selection, and I, this may be a mistake too when you talk about the weather, because I think there's going to be some similar weather there and the wind may be a factor. But my second selection is the Steelers minus three. I'm going to the night game because I wanted to make sure you wouldn't get that game. Steelers minus three versus the Raiders, Saturday night, Christmas Eve. Raiders aren't good, man. Derek Carr is so streaky and such a dangerous guy to bet on. There's a certain – he makes so many dumb mistakes. Um, going to be cold. Going to be, I, I think, similar weather. It may, may be windy, but I think Pickett's going to be back. He's used to that that weather. Um, you know, I don't know, man. Vegas coming east after that emotional win, it's like, what are you celebrating, Vegas? Been a disastrous year. I think they're on the fringe. Both teams 6-8 and eight here. I'm looking to bet Mike Tomlin. I'm looking to – Bet the Steelers, whatever I can. So my second pick, Steelers minus three versus the Raiders. So I have a ticket already on the Raiders plus three, but it's not going to be one do. of my five here for Annex Squared. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming back with the Raiders, absolutely. After they won a football game like that, I think they're going to probably win again at Pittsburgh. But second selection for me is going to be the San Francisco 49ers laying seven home to the Washington Commanders. Taylor Heineke versus this San Francisco defense appears to be the number one mismatch on the board this week. Now, I love Dotson, the young receiver for the commies. Love Terry McLaurin. Love B-Rob. Love the skill guys. Washington defense kind of let me down a little bit in terms of their ability to get at Daniel Jones last weekend. But relatively short week for the commanders taking on the best defense in football. I'll take the 49ers. Minus seven to put a 30 rip 
on the Commanders, who only get to 17 or so. 49ers minus seven, my second selection for week 16. Man, that's a tough game. I, it really is interesting. Last week, and I know hindsight, obviously 2020, but after a five and zero, oh, it like I it wasn't as difficult picking five games for me last week as it was this week. My third selection here, and I really almost went the other way here. It's going to be the Titans minus five and a half versus the Texans Saturday one o'clock. Um, so the Texans are last against the run. They got Derrick Henry coming in town. I know Tannehill's ankles banged up. I guess he's going to try and play through the pain. I'm not so sure that matters much. I think it's got to be a Derrick Henry game. Titans have lost four in a row. Been an up and down year. They were 0-2, went on a nice stretch. But they're versus Cowboys and at Jaguars to finish the year. Jaguars on their heels. Um, they need this one. You know, that's a one-game lead in the division. Um, and I think as this game kicks off, Jacksonville is at the Jets on Thursday. I almost played Jacksonville. But I think Tennessee's going to need this more come Saturday morning. So to me, because I think Jacksonville's going to beat the Jets. Tight, excuse me, yeah, Titans minus five and a half versus the Texans, my third selection. And we're going to give you a better number because Zach Phillips, our producer, just found minus five live on DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll I can f- confirm we'll Titans it. minus five. And I'm sure Zach's going to appreciate hearing this. Where I place my bets right now, the Titans are minus seven. So as I'm preparing for this show today, I am just seeing wild line movement on a lot of these games. I'm seeing a, a full two-point discrepancy in different sports books right now on that game. Unbelievable. Wish I could get 10 with the Seattle Seahawks at Kansas City, <laughs> but I'll take 9.5. Oh, Tyler Lockett's not playing. I understand. I'll take the 9.5. I'm sure weather's going to be a factor, but Seattle Seahawks, they know how to travel well in the cold. And uh, I don't know. I just still believe in the Seahawks, at least in terms of their mental fortitude. I know the the roster doesn't look great as far as the backfield and the wide receiving core is concerned, but they play hard, and it's a big number. Kansas City, obviously the class of the AFC. Patrick Mahomes has distanced himself from the MVP pack. But I'll go Seahawks plus 9.5 to keep it relatively close inside a score at Kansas City. Seahawks plus 9.5, my third selection for Week 16. I do see a Kansas City blowout there, but they have not been good against the spread. So uh, good luck. My fourth selection, I cannot help myself for the third straight week. The Detroit Lions will be in my five. Detroit Lions minus two and a half at the Panthers. It feels square to me. But Carolina, I don't like going against Steve Wilkes. Uh, Watching him on the sidelines, it looks like he wants to win every down, every play, every matchup. I love that guy as a leader. You you think, and, and I haven't digested every every Panthers game, but my guess would be he doesn't struggle managing the clock. Just be a guess. You know what I mean? Like some of these other head coaches. Um, But I don't like going against him, but the, you know, the lions go from one and six to seven and seven. I just think they're on a mission to get to the postseason. It's a small number here. Colin Cowherd made a great point earlier this week. They can win different types of games. They can win a shootout. They can win a close game as they did against the Jets. Oh, give me all of Dan Campbell. I wish I lived in Detroit. I could just digest all that local media. Give me the Detroit Lions and minus two and a half. I like the number right now. Um, Again, mad respect to Steve Wilkes, but my fourth selection, Lions, minus two and a half at the Panthers. And I think you need to buy some Detroit Lions merchandise. I think you're. I agree. they're, They're your NFC team. Jacksonville Jaguars bandwagon getting pretty crowded, incidentally. Going to be interesting to see how they do in the Thursday nighter against the New York Jets. Not a part of my five for week 16. Fourth selection for me, and I heard a tail end of a, a pre-show meeting with you and our producer, Zach Phillips, talking about the Eagles and, and the Cowboys, and Jalen Hurts is not going to play, and Gardner Minshew under center. Now, as we sit here on Tuesday, we don't know 
which Philadelphia Eagles are going to be playing and which are not, right? Uh, but they're still the Philadelphia Eagles. It's not as though you have 90 guys. You still got to dress 45 on game day. This line has gone from one or so to six. Eagles plus six at the Dallas Cowboys. I think it's a competitive game, even if Philadelphia isn't putting all their chips in the center of the field trying to win it, so to speak. No Jalen Hurts, no problem for me. I like Gardner Minshew. Hopefully the mustache is flowing. Eagles plus six at Dallas, and it's down to five and a half. Oh, Zach Phillips tell me it's down to five. I played it at six this morning. I'm taking my six, and I play it at five. Eagles plus six at Dallas. I Final answer. I love it. All right, so Zach, I think, played this, and Zach, our producer, I think he played Cowboys minus two and a half, and got that, you know, early on and think, I think he's looking to sort of get it the other way when Philly, if it goes up to seven, if they announce that Minshew is playing or whatever it is, I want to talk about this game a little bit. So you got the Eagles 13 and one versus 10 and four for Dallas after that huge loss versus Jacksonville. So even a loss here for Philly sort of playing with house money. Um, I love Gardner Minshew. Um, you know, for me, so the Eagles were going to be in my five. They no longer will be in my five. Right. So, so I am sort of shuffling here. Right. Um, I still think this game delivers. I, I'm not going to actually be shocked if Hertz finds a way to play, to be honest with you, but these are the games that sort of will burn me. Right. It's like, a, even if I was as savvy as Zach and I got on Dallas early on, it's like Philly will win the game outright, you know? Um, but I, I'm going back and forth here. I consider just flipping outright with a little opposite play and going with the Cowboys, but I'm not going to do that there because my instinct was on the Eagles. My extra selection, because I'm kicking the Eagles out, I'm taking the Bears plus nine and a half. Um, they're playing the Bills, hosting the Bills. I know you've been on the Bills all years. The all year, the Bears have lost seven in a row. That surprised me. Does that surprise you a little bit when I tell you yeah. the Bears have lost? Yeah. I like a lot of what they've done. They were in that game against Philly, right? Like Bilal Muhammad, my boy, who I put. So Zach sees it here as Bears plus nine. I, I have it nine and a half, so we'll take that hook. Um, for me, that was sort of my honorable mention selection. I don't know if Buffalo figures it all out. Hopefully there's some weather there. Hopefully Chicago eliminates sort of some of the negative plays and some of the just head scratchers. Um, but my fifth, <laughs> a little bit of a navigation there, but I'm going to take the Bears plus nine and a half as my fifth selection. All right, final play for me. And this was five and a half when I woke up today. Right now, the Miami Dolphins are minus four on DraftKings Sportsbook, home to Green Bay. Maybe you get a three and a half here. If you're on the Miami side, you're not going to get a three. I don't believe. I'm not sure if there's been some major injury news, but I did see this go from five and a half to five to four and a half to now four. Miami minus four, home to Green Bay. I think the Dolphins win out. I do believe they will be one of the AFC wildcard teams. They've lost three in a row, and Dolphins fans were not surprised necessarily. Successive road games at San Francisco. They stayed out there, lost to the Chargers, and then they lost to the Buffalo Bills in a game that they really could have won. I still believe they're top six, top eight in the NFL, and uh, I don't believe the Green Bay Packers are that short week for Green Bay as well. Traveling to Miami, never an easy place to play, despite the fact that seemingly I'm going against the money. Dolphins minus four to get it right in a big way, win by seven or more, home to the Green Bay Packers in week 16, my fifth and final play. Good stuff. I like that there. I'm going to go through my five real quick before we get out of here. So I have Titans minus five and a half versus Texans. Lions minus two and a half at Panthers. Browns minus three hosting the Saints. Steelers minus three hosting the Raiders. And finally, the Bears plus nine and a half hosting the Bills. 
All right, I have the Giants plus three and a half at Minnesota. I have the 49ers minus seven home to the Washington Commanders. Seattle Seahawks catching nine and a half at Kansas City. The Eagles plus six at Dallas. And the Miami Dolphins minus four home to the Green Bay Packers. One final thought. Cincinnati Bengals are minus three and a half at the New England Patriots. I'm going to play Cincinnati minus the three and a half. I do believe you're going to get a big effort out of New England. I mean, I do believe that Bill Belichick will center this team with his communication skills, with his ability to get guys to run through a brick wall for him. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you get a big effort from the Patriots. But they don't do well against the good teams. I don't have to tell you that, right? They beat up on the sisters of the poor. Teams like Cincinnati, right, put up a 30 rack, even if they don't play particularly well. I know Joe Burrow gets sacked a lot, and I do think the Patriots' defense might be heard from. But Mm -hmm. I'll have a ticket on the Bengals minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm glad you got to that game, man. It's like Patriots will go win that game, right? Right. Now they'll go no, beat I know. The, you know, I know. Like, it's just hard to figure out what they're going to do. Anyway, appreciate you joining us for episode 16 of Annex Squared. Keep in mind on the hammer dot bet uh, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, 20 minutes before each of those games. They have a primetime show. A lot of good stuff going on. Those of you who jumped over from the Anakin Florian Podcast Network and digested our show last week, we appreciate you. For our great producer, Zach Phillips, and the great John Anik, my name is Jason Ant. We'll see you next week on Anik Square. Later.